car care needs that's right as we are getting into winter um i mean of course the temperatures are fantastic this week in the 70s it is going to get cooler this weekend we'll have a look at that uh, first alert forecast but keep them in mind uh, particularly as it comes to winterizing that vehicle the cold weather difficult on your vehicle on your fluids on your belts on your battery on your tires and so with that colder weather Comes the need for a little extra attention, sort of like your house. You know, there's all these tips you're supposed to do uh, in order to help your house make it through the winter. Uh, same thing with your vehicle, except your vehicle, oftentimes you're in going 70, 80 miles an hour uh, around other people going that fast. And so, you know, potentially there's a little more at risk there. A1 Custom Car Care, all of your car care needs. Tomorrow we, of course, have... Our Friday road show at Scramblers, sponsored by Affordable Towing, but happy hour. Very excited. I hope you come out. I do hope you come out. Are you coming, Sarah? Absolutely. I, I didn't ask. I, I got a babysitter. Seen. I'm going to get me yeah. a drink and yeah. some wine. You're going to live it up. Yeah. Have, yeah. You, have you, since you've had the child, uh, uh, been out and... enjoyed yourself since well, that time? we I, had a couple of happy hours, okay, but that's I don't right. think that I did any drinking at them oh, so well, see. i think i'm gonna get a glass of wine i mean i i i i feel some table dancing yeah it's gonna be happening they're gonna call us up on monday and be like yep. hey. retro metro like now what's our mm. out on that contract how does that work again so we had 30 <laughs> days right yeah uh you know i'd met a couple of times with tiny the owner of the establishment and, and uh it's our new lunch bunch location as well you can get registered for that at ksgf.com and I was already excited just because of the food that I've had there. And I'd, I'd met him, and but uh, after having him in the studio and, and talking with him, I'm even more excited about it. So I do hope you come out for the happy hour. The happy hour is just a chance for us to get together. I mean, listen, socializing is an important thing. I, I don't sound goofy or overblow this, but it, it really is. It's a healthy thing to do, uh, to be around people that you enjoy. And I think oftentimes we're not proactive enough in doing it. Some people are naturally social and, they, they, you know, it's a no-brainer for them. But it, it's easy to get in your patterns Friday every day. Friday you get done with work and then you go do this and you go do that. And, and so it does take a proactive approach sometimes to uh, do something a little bit different. You know, it's not necessarily on your way home or it's just not part of your Friday pattern. Uh, I, I would just encourage you to come out and, and uh, just have a good time, meet some folks, and uh, it'll be the, the last time we're together before the midterm elections. We can make our little predictions, talk about those things, have some great drinks, and uh, of course, if you want to have food as well, just looking uh, very forward to getting back together with everyone. So I'd love for you to come out, especially those of you that are going on The Great Escape. It'll be great to get together, just talk about that. That'll be upcoming. And that being said... Uh, it, the, the folks at 417 Travel uh, have arranged for a number of seats on a flight to our Great Escape location the day after the 
the trip officially leaves. So I think it's a Saturday or I forget what day, but uh, we sold out and they said, you know what we can do? Uh, We can get people on a flight the next day if they did not get signed up in time to go on the Great Escape. Everything else will be the same. The price will be a little bit less because it shaves a day off. But you'll you'll just get there the day after uh, everyone else does, and then you'll be thrown right in with us if you want to, of course. And uh, you'll fly back with us, and everything will be just the exact same other than, again, the pricing is just a little bit different. So if you did miss out on it, uh, on getting signed up, you still have a chance to go. I, I believe there were 20 seats available on that direct flight the following day. You could get a hold of Brandon at 417-TRAVEL. Of course, HVAC Masters sponsoring our great escape this year. All the details on that at ksgf.com. Joe Biden yesterday uh, gave another just, I mean, an inspiring speech. <laughs> I was so inspiring. Uh, remember the days of like Ronald Reagan or or even, you know, George, all of really the past presidents. Now Obama got a little dark with bitter clinger stuff and, and uh, you know, uh, begin to get a little dark. And that, that was really the beginning of a peek into what would be the future of the Democrat Party in, in demonizing segments of the population uh, as Americans. It was a soft demonization. You know, then prior to that, People who were in higher office, they, they pretty much just wanted anyone to vote for them. And so they'd be like, hey, I'm in there for everybody. We're on this together. Uh, you know, we may have differing opinions on how to get there, but the country's fantastic. It's wonderful. The greatest country in the world. And and uh, so let's do this. Come together. And, and then it shifted, particularly with Obama. Like, actually, this country ain't that great. Elect me. I'm going to go apologize to all the other countries in the world and talk a lot about how we're racist and so forth. And, and uh, if you don't support me, you're a bitter clinger, clinging to your guns and your God. All of you God people, you know, with that Jesus stuff and, and everything is just bitter. You're so bitter. Uh, and, and and now we've gotten to the point where you've got a president that backdrops himself in this demonic red uh, cascade of light, uh, uh, you know, casting tens of millions of Americans as as uh, semi-fascist, as uh, the end of the of the country as we know it, and and con- trying to convince people that uh, the political violence that happens in this country, it's Everyone but Democrats, you know, and and we got more of it last night. Uh, Very inspiring. It's just the sort of thing that makes you really swell up and and have a lot of pride and think, you know what? We can love one another. We don't have to be enemies with one another. I mean, you got to ask yourself, what is the goal of the Democrats when they do that stuff? You think you listen, you can't make people get along. You can't force people to coexist. I mean, I suppose out, out you could. You can arrest them and put them in a prison cell together. But outside of that, you, you can't force it. You can do things that might create an atmosphere that makes it more likely that people will get along with one another despite their political differences. But when you tell your side that the other side is evil... <laughs> The other side are semi-fascist. The other side are dangerous and could potentially spell the doom for our country. Odds are that 
isn't going to create an atmosphere that brings us all together. Just a little tip, a little free advice there. Uh, we'll have some audio of uh, just very brief audio of, of Biden and then some reminder audio for Democrats. I saw was it, I think the Federalist had a video of a gal that was talking to Democrats. This was uh, last week when Obama, I think it was in Milwaukee. And they were she was asking them, what's your biggest concern? And of course, they've essentially been brainwashed to be happy with inflation, happy with crime, happy with the border issue, happy with food shortages, happy with all those things. Their their biggest concern is threat to democracy and, and questioning the outcome of the election. And and so upon that response from a number of these Democrats, uh she would ask, well, so what about the riots after Trump's election? What about, you know, the Democrats that questioned the legitimacy of his president? And you could tell genuinely they had no clue that that even happened. <laughs> no clue. Like, well, I'm, I'm not. It, it, you could tell when people are they know they've they've been uh, confronted with reality and they're like, that didn't happen. That That's not the reaction of these Democrats they're like, oh. Well, I guess I'm really not that familiar with with that. I I, I don't know. I, I, they genuinely have put themselves in such a bubble from reality that they're clueless as to what's going on in the world. Jason Ryman now with the latest news update. Springfield police are working a murder-suicide. Police were called to Cox North Hospital Tuesday when two men said they were attacked with a hammer Officers then went to a business in the 4500 block of West Chestnut. It's believed that 35-year-old Vincent Odom attacked two men at the business and later killed himself. 53-year-old Philip Campbell died in the attack, and the second victim has non-life-threatening injuries. George Lawson reporting. Donors associated with companies holding medical marijuana licenses are providing most of the funding for ballot measures that would legalize recreational marijuana in several states. Marijuana legalization campaigns have raised about $23 million in Missouri and Arkansas, Maryland, North Dakota, and South Dakota. Infant sleep deaths have jumped 150% so far this year in Springfield. Police say 10 infants have died because of unsafe sleeping conditions. That's compared with four deaths last year. Police are reminding caregivers to make sure children are placed alone on their back in a crib to sleep until their first birthday. Babies should also sleep on a firm, flat surface without any toys, blankets, pillows, or anything else around them. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield's Talk, 104.1. First alert forecast, sunny 76 for a high today. Tonight, low of 40, or 64, rather. Tomorrow, partly sunny, a 60% chance of showers. Ooh, maybe some storms. High of 75. Cooler Saturday. Sunny with a high of 59. 70. On Sunday, you're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Floors Plus in Nixa, Floors Plus in Springfield, all of your flooring needs. Three easy steps. Love the threes. Three, three. It's a great number. You pick out your flooring, they do measurements, and you set up an installation date. Bam. They do a fantastic job. Five star reviews. Decades of experience, high-quality product. They don't try to upsell you. Now, you can do the order a bit different. I mentioned you go in and pick out the flooring. Then they measure, and then you can do the, you know, you find out, you set up the time, right? 
uh, for them to come do the installation. I, I, I've been in this store a number of times, the Nick Sand Springfield location. Uh, and then I had a measure and then went and picked out the flooring. I, I like to do the math. Like, oh, this is uh, 399 a square foot. This is how many square feet uh, that they're going to be doing. Do the math, I know. There's no hidden fees, none of that stuff, no upselling. Floors Plus in Springfield, Nixa, under Nixa Endorsements, ksgf.com. Uh, now, to listen to the Democrats, to listen to the media, to listen to Joe Biden. We have a problem in this country with political violence, and it all comes from Republicans. All of the rhetoric comes from Republicans, not from Democrats. We're not just talking about individual instances here, but questioning the outcome of the elections. And January 6th, of course, that event was proof that while Democrats might not like the outcome of elections, I mean, they don't riot. Stephanopoulos has said this is the talking point of the media. Well, sure, we may not know. This this is what they say when they're confronted with the fact that, well, here you've got Hillary Clinton, you've got Stacey Abrams. Here here are uh, the quotes of Democrats questioning the election. Well, but that's different, see, because, you know, Democrats, they don't they don't resort to violence when they don't get their way. <laughs> so Democrats never call for political violence. Democrats never raise the rhetoric when it comes to political discourse. Democrats never protest or or riot when they don't get their way due to an election. Here's sound from Biden last night. And then just a little trip down memory lane. We must, with an overwhelming voice, stand against political violence and voter intimidation, period. Stand up and speak against it. We don't settle our differences in America with a riot, a mob, or a bullet, or a hammer? I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? Biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. So even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face! When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. 
and you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our Constitution are, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. We must, with an overwhelming voice, stand against political violence and voter intimidation, period. Stand up and speak against it. We don't settle our differences in America with a riot, a mob, or a bullet, or a hammer. Making news in America this morning, breaking overnight, people filling the streets in America's cities, protesting President-elect Donald Trump. Crowds set fires, blocked freeways, and gathered at Trump's buildings all across the country. A good Thursday morning. We begin with what's been a night of unrest yes. as anti-Donald Trump protests erupt in about 20 cities across the country. And growing in downtown Los Angeles, we've been keeping an eye on this demonstration. Thousands of people pouring onto the 101 freeway overnight, blocking traffic in both directions for several hours. Police have arrested more than a dozen demonstrators there. Large crowds also rally against Trump's election in New York, Chicago, Dallas, and Seattle, with police making arrests in nearly every city. In California, demonstrators gathered on the 101 in Los Angeles, shutting down the freeway. And in Oakland, people set multiple fires on city streets, forcing police in riot gear to move in and use tear gas. Burning cars and smashed windows. A small group of protesters dressed in black, their faces covered, armed with hammers and bricks. Facing off with thousands of officers on site, many in riot gear, confronting them with flashbang grenades and pepper spray. All of a sudden, the police officers started to spray pepper spray and they got our audio technician. They're coming. They're see us running because they're going to throw more flashbangs. The chaotic scene just blocks outside the secure area of the inauguration and parade route. I personally have anti-establishment slants, but I don't think that this is anything that I want to be a This checkpoint is closed! Before the swearing-in ceremony even began, protesters tried to block checkpoint entrances. During President Trump's speech, several demonstrators were escorted out of the area. Several officers injured during the protest today, and more than 100 people arrested. Resist from day one! Similar demonstrations across the country. Arrest outside Trump Tower, New York City. A human chain across San Francisco's Golden Gate Bridge. From Phoenix to Houston to Chicago, people protesting the country's new president on his first day in office. Tonight, thousands of protesters remain in downtown D.C., occasionally facing off with police. We have seen many people injured, both protesters and police officers. But for the fourth straight night, protests are happening across the country in cities big and small. Some protesters turning violent, attacking police. It's a sign of just how divided our country remains, as you saw earlier in our poll numbers. And ABC's Jim Avila has more on the election fallout. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Paula. This morning, more evidence that not everyone is ready to accept the results of election 2016. After the election, anti-Trump protesters are still taking to the streets in cities across the country. Carter Evans says there was bloodshed in Oregon Friday night. Police used flashbang grenades to push back crowds in Portland. Somebody has a gun. Tempers flared when protesters swarmed a bridge and stopped traffic, according to witness Brandon Branch. Somebody got out the car, um, 
pulled out a gun, said, you don't move, I'm going to kill you. Oh my God, there's a fight. This is terrible. No, it's being shot in the air. Someone got shot. One person was shot and two were booked on charges of attempted murder. Police are showing up. Last night, anti-Trump protesters marched across the nation. In Chicago, they rallied in front of a Trump hotel. In Miami, they shut down a freeway. And in Atlanta, they burned American flags. Oh, yes. Democrats never engage in any sort of violence when they disagree with the outcome of the election. Democrats never use rhetoric that heightens tensions. Now, of course, the first part of that montage in the context of Biden talking about how we just need to reject these things and Republicans are the dangerous ones. The first half were Democrats, many of them elected, some of them commentators. You heard Kamala Harris in there. You heard Maxine Waters in there. You heard Nancy Pelosi in there calling for people to, you know, get violent, punch them in the face, get in their faces. Nancy Pelosi saying, I don't know why we're not seeing more riots. The latter half coverage, days and days of violence carried out by those who rejected the outcome of the election. By the way, that was even before the Russia hoax started to catch, uh, before they started to convince all of those people that Putin actually rigged the election. A conspiracy that a disturbing number of Democrats still actually believe is true. There were a couple of the, 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 the coverage, I wanted to share that audio, of the attacks on police, the burnings of buildings, the attempt to stop the peaceful transition of power during the inauguration. Two reasons. One, because the same media, the same pieces of trash that utilize their platform to claim that Democrats never carry out in a violent manner when they disagree with the outcome of the election just five-plus years ago were reporting on that very thing. It's not as if they're from another planet that just arrived here. They covered the violence, and they still lie to you. There was one, though, subtle remark in that coverage that I thought was very interesting, and it was described by one of the reporters talking about the attacks on police, those being hot, the burning of the buildings, the attacks on innocent people, all protesting Trump's election. And it was the notation that all of that was a sign of how divided we are as a country. Now, wasn't that an interesting take on it? It wasn't a sign of extremism from the left. It wasn't a sign of the danger coming from the Democrat Party. It wasn't a sign of what happens when your political leaders, as Democrat activists, tell you to get out in the streets and cause trouble. No, no, no. It wasn't a sign of intolerance. It wasn't a sign of a a, a political party that has totalitarian characteristics. No, no, no. It wasn't any of that. It was just a sign of how divided we are. They sure didn't describe January 6th that way, do they? The media 
has done so much damage to this country. And the fact that they use their platforms, the public airwaves, in many instances, to make claims in order all for the purpose of turning their side against the rest of America. And I've noted that it's not unusual in history for people who are in power that want to remain in power to demonize one segment of the population and turn the other against it to do their dirty work for them. Generally, those moments in history, looking back on them, not the greatest moments of humanity. And here's where we are today. And as you heard, it isn't the Republicans You're listening doing to it. Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's, Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. A uh, little late to traffic here. I apologize for that. We're going to hit that in a moment. Then uh, have some more audio. There's a gr- Peter Ducey asked a fantastic question yesterday uh, to the, the White House spokesperson, uh, Jean-Pierre. Uh, and uh, it was, hey, listen, because, you know, Biden's out there talking, and Democrats too, that if Republicans get control, I mean, that's the end of the country, the end of, quote, democracy. It's, it's a danger. So he asked the question, so are you saying that voters who vote Republican, I mean, you're, you're saying this about them, right? I mean, that, that's it's a, it's a great question. So we'll play that coming up here in just a couple of moments. Uh, I want to remind you that tomorrow being Friday, 10 a.m., half price. We got one of those half price deals going on at ksgf.com for big whiskeys. So for 25 bucks, you get a $50 gift card. And uh, that will be tomorrow, 10 a.m. You can do that at ksgf.com. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast, mostly sunny. High of 76 for the day. Mostly cloudy, 46 tonight. A chance of showers, storms tomorrow, high of 75. And then sunny on Saturday, cooler, though, with a high of 59. I saw all our building companies been uh, promoting on their social media uh, their uh, new developments, one that is completed. They have another one that is underway. Uh, in the Ozark area, it's Woodcrest, uh, starter homes, brick fronts, three to four bedroom. Then Golden and Weaver, there's a new subdivision that is underway there, so you can see construction in process. That's Woodvale Development, and uh, those homes are a little bit larger, three to five bedroom, up to 3,100 square feet. You can get their contact info and, and plus information on their new showroom floor uh, through their social media site, and you can get to that by way of Nick's endorsements at ksgf.com. Peter Ducey asked a a really great question in the context that we keep hearing about uh, Republicans. I I mean, what what is the number one danger to this country? Republicans, right? Republicans are going to be the end of democracy. Republicans are going to just end end it all. all, So uh, therein lies the question, what does that say about people who vote for them? And that's essentially the question that Peter Ducey asked. Thank you, Kareem. Following up on your comment that there's an alarming number of Republicans who are saying they're not going to accept election results, does that mean President Biden thinks it is a threat to democracy if somebody votes Republican? No, that's a, that's a ridiculous question. No, 
Why is that a ridiculous question? Because American people should have their right to vote for whomever they want. Now you want to talk about the ultimate gaslighting. <laughs> I, you, you go out there, you tell people that voting for Republicans is, is what racists do. Domestic terrorists do it. Election deniers do it. People who vote for Republicans want to drive trans kids to suicide. They are semi-fascist. Oh, but oh, but don't let us sway your vote any. I, no, no. I mean, if, if you want to vote for him, oh, we have no problem with that at all. That's perfectly fine. In fact, we and she would go on to talk about how Biden embraces the right of people to vote for whomever they want. It reminds me, though, a much more humorous situation. The, the movie Office Space with Jennifer Aniston and the flair. She works at a restaurant, which is supposed to be sort of like a Friday's, and, and they, they wear what they call flair, their buttons, the, the staff at this particular restaurant that she's a, a server at. And, and they're encouraged to wear all of this flair. They don't have to. They're encouraged to because it just really demonstrates their dedication to the job. And, 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 and so she really doesn't, she's not into it. And she's constantly getting pulled aside by the manager to talk to her about the fact she's, she, you know, you really need, look at so-and-so over there. Look how much Jimmy or whatever his name is. I haven't seen the movie in a long while. But look at all the flair. I mean, he's just really part of who we are. He, that is a good employee. And so she says, so you're saying I, I need to do that. No, 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 I'm not saying that. You, it's up to you. It's whatever you want to do. But if you don't do it, that's essentially what Jean-Pierre was saying from the White House yesterday. We've been told for weeks now, for months now, that if you vote for Republicans, you're voting for racists, you're voting for Jim Crow laws, you're voting for homophobia, you're voting for racism, you're voting to destroy the planet. You are voting, uh, you know, again, to drive uh, trans kids to kill themselves. You're voting for the end of democracy. Uh, you are voting for semi-fascists. Oh, so you're saying that that's like a bad thing. People shouldn't vote Republican. Oh, no, no. No, we're not saying that. No. Oh, no, no. That's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous uh, 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 assessment of, of what we're saying. That's exactly what you're saying. I, that that is I, I sometimes i think the term gaslighting gets overused though never in my lifetime have we seen it to the degree that we see it from the media and the democrat party but that is a complete perfect snapshot example of gaslighting are you crazy? That's a ridiculous question. Why would you think that we would be saying that? I have no idea why you would think that. Incidentally, speaking of protests, something that you probably won't see in the mainstream media, and we didn't hear Biden mention last night as he talks about you know, the dangers to democracy and protesting and trying to disrupt our, our form of government, our very institutions, to prevent our very institutions from carrying out their constitutional duties. Protesters disrupt SCOTUS inside the court during oral arguments. Oh, see, this is fine, though, because they're Democrats. 
Red State, noting the Democrats are fond of talking despairingly about election deniers, despite the fact that they themselves have been denying objecting to elections for at least two decades. Yet Democrats have no problem denying the validity of the Supreme Court, even calling the justices extremists. When some don't act according to how Democrats would like them to act, Democrats don't turn themselves SCOTUS deniers, they take no responsibility for the action of leftist extremists, such as the attacks on crisis pregnancy centers. Yeah, and Biden really, he didn't talk about that last night either, did he? About the dozens and dozens of violent attacks on crisis pregnancy centers. It's very interesting the things that get left out. They didn't talk about the assassination attempt against Justice Kavanaugh. He didn't talk about the 18-year-old young man who was run over by a Democrat activist because he believed he was a Republican extremist, the same words Biden used just days before. He didn't give a shout-out to the elderly woman who was canvassing neighborhoods trying to spread a pro-life message regarding an upcoming vote in her state and got shot by a Democrat for doing so. He didn't mention the attacks on a Marco Rubio campaign volunteer. It's funny what gets left out. But see, those are okay because those are just extremists, see. They're the problem. They need to be eliminated. You and I need to get the beat down. You and I need to have our meeting places burned to the ground. And Democrat activists yesterday infiltrating the Supreme Court during oral arguments, disrupting the court during a banking regulation case that had nothing to do with abortion. Three protesters began shouting in the middle of the argument, our right to choose will not be taken away. Women of America vote. The court's public information officer later said that the three individuals were arrested and charged with violating Title 40 U.S.C. 6134, which makes it unlawful to make uh, a harangue or oration or uttering loud, threatening, or abusive language in the Supreme Court building, but it's also against the law to protest outside the homes of Supreme Court justices, and none of those people were prosecuted because, again, they're Democrats. And the people they're protesting are bad. So the law does not apply to them. And I suspect while these individuals were immediately removed from court, a year and a half from now, they won't be sitting in solitary confinement. Like some Americans who were in the Capitol on January 6th. You know, these people illegally infiltrated the court during proceedings. There are people who illegally infiltrated the Capitol during official proceedings that are still today in prison without a trial. This is a police state. And the federal government law enforcement is acting again as the sword and shield of the Democrat Party. And they are letting Americans know what political party they're allowed to protest on behalf of And which one, they're not. The freedom of association is dead in this country as long as these people continue to operate and be allowed to operate in the manner that they are. Traffic Update, I'm Nick Reed.
Um, You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Republicans are, I'd say, pretty fortunate right now. Uh, if, if you just take Trump out of the situation, just for a moment. You look at some of these folks like DeSantis, you look at Kerry Lake. These are superstars. Now, DeSantis has proven himself to be one as governor. Kerry Lake is still just a candidate. Though I I I do believe she is going to be DeSantis like in in terms of governing um not DeSantis light, but like in, in other words, she just is she's gonna tackle these problems. She's not gonna worry about um what the media says about her. I and there are others that aren't they don't get quite the coverage. I think Nikki Haley, though there have been a number of things I really did not care that she did as governor of South Carolina. Um but she, still I mean and I got to tell you, you look at the women Republicans versus Democrat women. I, I mean, it is at night and day. I would be embarrassed if I were a Democrat and you look at the pool of women versus what Repu- Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I mean, while a lot of people may not necessarily like her as you, you look at the difference between her when she was up there. Uh, you know, dealing with the questions at the White House versus somebody like Saki or I, I mean, just night and day difference. Christy Nome. So, some of these individuals are superstar. And what do the Democrats have? Right, what the, De- the Democrats are trying to figure out how it is to dump. Biden, but at the same time recognizing who do we have? Kamala is even more unpopular than Biden is, which is a feat in and of itself. They talk about Pete Buttigieg, uh, and which is, again, in reality, it's just grasping at anything. I mean, well, certainly we have had no transportation problems in this country. So, I, I mean, the guy is essentially worthless in that position. They look at Gavin Newsom, potentially a guy who is governor of a state in which people are fleeing. Republicans really, and I I don't want people to take this the wrong way, but if Trump weren't in the picture right now, it would be so interesting to see the direction things will be, you know, going um, you know, I, I do think Trump's going to run. I suspect that no one else uh, that really has a chance will run against him. Um, you know, the real sketchy thing that I don't think a lot of people have, have thought about is what occurs if, let's say Trump runs and he doesn't win, would he run again? Because then that's going to put off a DeSantis or, or some of these other potentials even further down the road. Though I, I don't think at that point they would continue to sit on the sidelines. Um, and and it, it's just... And in terms of success, while some would argue that DeSantis uh, is potentially going to be or would be a much better candidate, 
than than Trump in some capacities. Um, you know, Trump certainly provided tremendous success in his four years as president. And you just look at what Republicans have in terms of a success record with Trump, DeSantis as governor, the up-and-comers like Kerry Lakes. It, it really, despite what the media wants you to believe, because you notice that all of these people they call extremist and crazy individuals that could never win, yet they end up being some of the most successful leaders that this country has seen. And again, Carrie Lake has yet to prove herself. If she does get elected, she'll have an opportunity to do that. But you you look at that bench compared to Democrats? Good Lord. No wonder they have to delude themselves into believing everything's wonderful except for the fact that democracy as we know it will end if we don't stay in charge. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Yeah, there's a lot of this back and forth, you know, book banning, censorship, and so forth. And as usual, the left points the finger, you know, one finger at the right while the other fingers are pointing back at themselves. And the, look, the reality of it is, particularly when it comes to schools, uh, there's only so much bookshelf. And so obviously there are standards. You must have standards for books. Some sort, Otherwise, how do you pick? Books get ordered. There, there are decisions made. So how, you know, what is it that the goal is here? And, you know, it's interesting while the left is talking about the right wanting to ban books. Hardly mentioned is the fact that you have um, a number of, of uh, authors and, and people in the industry that have signed a letter demanding that Amy Coney Barrett's book, whomever her publisher is, not publish her book. So both sides, now that's, at, they just don't want that book to be published at all. While you have concerned parents talking about materials that are made available to the children. But look at the content that each side has a problem with. The left, their content that they want to ban is political disagreement. While a lot of parents on the right in this country, their problem is child pornography being provided in the public schools to their kids. Look at that comparison. Look at that contrast. And I think that tells us a bit of something about each side. 